What's up, everyone? I'm Abdul. Yo, homies. I'm Asim. And we're the Grid Bros. Just a bit about ourselves first. We're starting this podcast as we've been, we've both been following Formula One for, for the past couple of years now. And we've just recently come back from our first race as well, a couple of weeks ago in Barcelona. And when we got back, we decided we want to start this podcast and talk everything Formula One. So, yeah, welcome. This is episode one. We're going to be starting off with um, Baku Race. That was just a couple of days ago from when it was yesterday. This. Oh yeah, it was yesterday. It feels like so long ago already. Race weekends come so quick and go so quick. Because it's already race week now as well because Montreal's next. Yeah, I was looking on Instagram and everything's about flights to Canada now. Yeah. It's just like back who did even happen. Yeah. But yeah, we'll start off with looking back at the race. How did you find it? I thought it was, it was a good race. I think street circuits are always a bit tricky because it's not like, oh yeah, this person's definitely just going to win and that's it. Yeah, because I felt like Monaco as well. Monaco is a bit similar as well because it's a street circuit as well. Yeah, and that's two street circuits back to back, and we had Jeddah. Mo- there's well, a third one as well. Montreal is a street circuit as well. I there's think. so many. I feel like has it always been this many Montreal street circuits? Is Montreal a street circuit? Yeah. Okay, it is. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so there's three. There's a third one coming up. So I feel like a street circuit is so different because it's not just okay. Anybody can just get it, and that's it. They've won. They're like yeah. it's not just like okay, Red Bull or Ferrari is just gonna win it. A lot can happen. Yeah, yeah, a lot can happen. And it did happen, to be honest. But yeah. Yeah. How did you find it? Yeah, I thought... So we done our predictions, obviously, last week on Thursday. Yes. Um, before any of um, the practice or quali, or we saw any of the drivers around the track. And I predicted Max, Charles and Checo in that order. So it was like, I think up to lap 20, it was looking like those three were going to be at the top. Because by that time, unfortunately, Carlos had already had his um, car troubles and was already DNF'd. So I was thinking, yeah, I'm I'm going to be a hundred percent right with my predictions. That's going to look good for me. Um, not so much for you, but I was like, yeah, that's good. I'll take it. Yeah, my predictions were I had Charles, Carlos Sainz, and then George Russell in third. Yeah. Obviously, third one worked out just fine. But to be honest, you know. Obviously, Carlos got out because of the hydraulics issue, right? Yeah. But um, Ferrari just had so many... I think, the, the obviously, the engine problem just just getting too much. Yeah, it's that, crazy. Because obviously, Charles got out, and then, obviously, the uh, Alfa Romeo got out as well. Yeah. And then, That's the thing. Last year, I think there was more trouble with the Red Bull car, and even at the start of this year. And, like, with me being a bit more of a Red Bull fan, I'm always looking out for the Alfa Tori cars or someone else who's got a... Red Bull engine and like if something goes wrong there it makes me feel nervous but this was like like you said all everyone with a Ferrari engine was just like ticking off like one normally by it one. doesn't happen like in the same race it wouldn't be okay yeah, not that bad. like yesterday it was uh, in Baku it was literally Ferrari went out themselves the Alfa Romeo went out and then Kevin, uh, Kevin Magnussen went out as well and yeah it's literally Ferrari and all three are Ferrari powered engines especially at this stage of the season when yeah. obviously we went to the Barcelona race but we saw what happened there and that was another power unit in issue for Charles. So you thought they would have fixed it from then. And it's only, what, two races since then? Two races ago, yeah. That yeah, is. that was two races yes. ago. And they're back at square one. I'm sure, obviously, they're looking into this. But how many engines can you change in a season? Or is there, like, a limit? I think that for the parts, there's, like, a limit of three per season. So everyone's getting quite close to that limit where they're going to start getting grid penalties. And from what I read about Charles, I think this is obviously they changed from Barcelona. That power unit was gone. This one they're going to have to change as well. So the next one, they're looking at a penalty unless they can save some parts from either of those two engines that have gone already. 
I think it was a turbocharger I read. If they can salvage that from one of the other engines, then they have no penalty. But if they have to put in a whole new engine, is he's going to get at least five place grid penalty. Oh, is it five? I thought it was ten. It might I, I'm 10. not sure how many. Exa- I think that's the obviously the FIA works that out. But yeah, anyway. minimum five for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that would be bad timing as well because this season started off. I think everyone loved the way this season started because it was a proper challenge. Charles and Max, Checo jumped into the race. Carlos is just behind, and then for it to kind of like spiral out because of reliability, it's just not the same. I think it just literally just after this race, I feel as though Ferrari is going to fall back quite a bit, to be honest. But is when the season started, it is exciting because obviously. The, Mercedes is not the only one that it wasn't like okay Mercedes and Red Bull are going to have a fight again this year and that's it yeah. it's just going to be them two Ferrari's there as well and then obviously Mercedes as soon as they've got their sort of stuff fixed they'll come back up as yeah, well yeah exactly it felt like Red Bull and Ferrari were up there and we were just waiting for Mercedes to catch up yeah, but, but just before Mercedes just can get there Ferrari are falling away but at the same time when I, I do say that with a bit of like a pinch of salt because I remember at the start of the season with Max DNFs Checo had a DNF as well. I thought the season was going to be a really long season for Red Bull. But looking at the top four drivers, I think between them, they've had eight or nine DNFs already. And it's and only been eight Ferrari or nine races. Only, that's just Ferrari and Red Bull, the top yeah. four drivers. Yeah. yeah. And then when you compare that to Mercedes with um, George Russell, all of his points pretty much are coming from because of the fact that he can finish races. Yeah, he's doing so it really goes well. back he's to those like... comments at the start from um, Christian Horner when he was saying, what would you rather have a fast car or a reliable car? And he said, I'd rather have a fast car to fix it. But Mercedes is showing that a reliable car keeps you in the race for It the does, because right George has always just finished in the top five. I'll He's on 99 points. 5-4-3, so. 5-4-3, and then last race he finished fifth, and then again third now. Yeah. It's like he's always in the top five, which is really good, obviously. Cause, and also, I was checking with the championship as well. He's only about, he's like nearly on 100 points. Yeah, 99. 99, yeah. And then Charles is 116 points. So if Charles gets another, like, not a podium finish and he yeah, gets a podium finish, Yeah, because you don't realise until you there. look at that table that a DNF has a massive swing. Like, if someone finishes first and second, it's only eight points. Yeah. Plus the fastest lap, whoever gets that. But a zero is huge. It is, yeah, because literally that's what's happened to Charles for the past two races now, is it? No, last Monaco, he was fourth. Yeah. And before that, obviously, it was a DNF. So he's, he's not finished two. Yeah. So had he finished both the races on a podium, he would have probably still been leading. Yeah. But because he didn't finish them at all. Which you would expect him to because he was on pole for all of those both races. Both times time yeah. it happened. And I feel like it's, that's, that's so much worse when it happens to you when you actually lead the race. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I could have just won I was this. saying the other day, I thought the worst DNF from my point of view this season so far was Checo's because it was like one lap to go and he DNF'd. But thinking back on it, it probably is worse for Charles because he was so far ahead. Like in the Barcelona race, I think um, Max and Carlos both went off at the same turn, wasn't it, into the gravel. So that lost them a bit of time. So Charles was clear in the lead when his, his engine failed. Yeah, he, yeah Barcelona was, was definitely in the lead. Barcelona yeah. was going to be an easy victory for him, to be honest. It was just like, yeah, because at the NF, that's why it, was, it just changed the whole thing. But And this one as well, especially, like, I love the strategy point of Formula One. So the fact that, Ferrari had a different strategy to Red Bull rather than just, you know, sometimes when they're playing it safe, they just copy whatever the other team does, try and pit one lap after or just before. Um, But Ferrari did a completely different strategy when they came in under the first safety car, the virtual safety car, and went straight onto hards as if they were going to try to end the race. They do take that into account that say one of the cars goes out, this is the strategy that's going to happen because I've noticed that as soon as one car goes out for any of the teams, 
the other drivers literally the whole strategy just changes yeah 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 and then obviously if they you want to pit the driver they pit them or whatever they want to do they just do it but I feel like obviously yeah there's a lot of thought that goes into it as fans definitely. we don't prepare we do prepare ourselves in a way that okay somebody might DNF but not all the time whereas yeah. I guess teams they do it for each race that okay oh especially when they know they've the car's got issues yeah they're yes. always looking out for that i think in practice red bull still had that spray that flovis spray you know what they were using back before the season started in barcelona testing they had spray all over their cars to monitor the airflow oh, and no barcelona that. used that i mean barcelona red bull used that again in baku practice because they still had problems with their drs flap so it was on checo's car so they're still doing testing now yeah they're always looking at those little things because you saw ahead i feel like in the first 10 is maximum where you could actually be still be trying to sort your stuff out after 10 races you can't it's like if you've fallen back you've just fallen back and that's it there's nothing yeah to... the, the mountain is huge to climb yeah. yeah and that's what i feel like for mercedes now i feel like everybody was saying by barcelona they'll they'll be ready after Barcelona. Yeah. They can sort everything out and that's it. But That was the deadline, wasn't it? Pretty much. What they that's said. what everybody was assuming. So I don't know if somebody had said it or something. That's why everybody was assuming that. But I think that's when they were going to upgrade to everything, obviously because of all the new rules and everything. Yeah, that was a realistic checkpoint. Yeah. But yeah. now it's feel, it feels like Barcelona, now it's two races old. Yeah. Now Montreal's this weekend. So I feel like if they yeah. don't sort something out now, they, I'm, I'm when sure are they gonna do it? this car is going to have a lot of changes this week as well because... All the issues Lewis had with his car as well this week. It's like, yeah, when I say issues, obviously, I mean the bouncing and his back. I feel what like, was your take on that? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? When you say my take, as in, as in, what do you think of the position Lewis is in with the car porpoising so badly, causing him so much pain? Um, I think the pain from a health and that safety we've just seen it now in a sense that last just yesterday, just in Baku is when more drivers have actually just voiced it. They're being that, more vocal yeah, about it, Because yeah. I think before it was like, okay, it's doing it. We'll sort something out. We'll sort, it'll be sorted. But I think McLaren was the only one who'd sorted it out. But even like in the interviews, Daniel Ricciardo was saying, I feel bad for everybody else because I've experienced this now. And even yeah. him, I, even in some of the interviews, he was just leaning on the table. Yeah. And you could tell it's, he's saying it's because of what's happened. But obviously they're not trying to be so dramatic about it. But with Lewis's one, I feel like I, he was actually complaining during the race as well. Yeah. I remember at one point he said the seat's gone cold. Yeah. And at that time, everyone's reaction was just, it's so hot there and the car's so hot. Everything's just so hot. It's most probably because the pain was probably so much that he'd gone numb. Yeah. That's what everybody assumed. Yeah, because they said that like, it could be a leak, but like, what's going to leak? It's too hot. Yeah. Nothing's going to make it cold. So that's why I feel like... It's gotten bad, and also when they do show the like the driver from the car, the camera from the car, yeah, you can see that. You can see, you can see his head impact. was bouncing, and I, literally just yesterday when I was driving as well, I was trying to see. Do you know even if your car you can't bounce so much? I was trying to see if you move around in your car as well. It's so uncomfortable. But imagine race having a race and being pushed around. Yeah, yeah. In that you're under pressure for everything, and then what's happening is you're bouncing, and also with the bounce with the bouncing, you can't actually see the side mirrors properly. Yeah, because the side mirrors are so small, and, and the you're always so supposed to be there. I feel like with the bouncing, you can't see them properly. So I feel like, yeah, I, I do. Feel so like it is an issue, yeah. But it is definitely an issue. Fault, who do you put the blame with? Who do you think should fix it? Because what they're coming out, what Toto's coming out now, is saying it should be like the FIA should put in some rules to regulate. So all it. cars can have the same yeah. thing on it. What do you think about that? But I feel like if McLaren had fixed it. Obviously, McLaren can't go and give them the solution. Here you go, because obviously, I don't know if they can or not, but yeah, they wouldn't exactly. because then it's your competition. That's what I was getting at. I think um, Christian Horner said it as well, that it wouldn't be fair to penalise every other team just because Mercedes are struggling now. Like, yeah. they can Everybody fix else it. is struggling a little bit. It will bit. make them slower. That's the yeah, well, yeah, they can that's, fix yes. it by 
making Lewis more comfortable. Yes. But lose I don't think speed. it should come on the FIA to say, okay, okay yeah, good. this is what needs to be. It's, uh, it's Agreed. Each, obviously, each team needs to fix their own issues. That's with everything else. That's like saying, if there's an issue with everybody else for such a long time and it's fine, but as soon as Mercedes come into it and if they've, if they've had it bad, the FIA should get involved and say, okay, yeah, exactly. everybody sort your issues I out. I think it should be a team issue for... Yeah. For now, especially since it's only Lewis that's really struggling, because I Mercedes think Lando is really out. bad. Lando came out as well and said he was perfectly fine, so yeah, he's not as they his car was fine. But yeah, complain, I think. So. But they feel more, also all the races in all the races, the drivers do come and say because the cars are different this year, they feel the bumps on the road, yeah. as in the on the track or the road. So that adds to it a little bit, but. The bouncing for Mercedes is definitely bad. Mercedes have it the worst, I That's think. That's because they have their cars so low as well. When you see all of that analysis from, um, if you, if you after the race, from when you see Sky. Yeah, from Karun, yeah. And even Toto was watching that back. Yeah, that's Because that is the problem. When it comes down to it, you can't look for um, regulations to change when you're doing that to your car yourself. To get the extra pace, I get it, because Mercedes are not in the best position, but that's the price you got to pay. And if you want Lewis to be comfortable, then you're going to have to sacrifice some performance. I feel like it's really bad because even when he was coming work. out of his car yesterday, was, I've never seen it like that. Because you know, even if they like, yeah, they were making him look like an old man. It was yeah, like, it's like, stop it. It. obviously he's going to be 38 this year, but that's not old. Though. That's, that's not like, old. He's, he's not the old. He's Madrid. really, he's not. That's true. Exactly. Not. But it's like when he was coming out of his car and then all that, it, it was like, it must have been so bad that he had to come out like that and just walk like that. and just Yeah, because it's not the most comfortable place to be in. Yeah, because like, it's a tiny space. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, that's <laughs> we'll see how they sort that out or what they're going to do about that. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to hear a lot more about that, especially with the next race being Canada. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to have the same issues again because it's another street circuit. It's yeah, because Lewis be did come out and say he's going to because uh, there was uh, obviously talk of uh, Lewis might not be able to race next week now, this week now. But obviously, he did come out yesterday and he did come out and say that confirmed that he was going to be racing. So yeah, I think if it's bad in Montreal, then it's going to be because it's a couple of weeks and after. Yeah. To Silverstone, right? Yes, because there's the Goodwood the week before Silverstone. Yes, the yeah. festival speed. I think for Silverstone, they're going to definitely have to do something because it's his own race and we don't know how many more of yeah. those he's got left. Yeah, it's not been a good year for home races, has it? Carlos got for his best anyone. finish, to be fair, in Barcelona. But Charles in Monaco, yeah, the less we talk yeah. about that, the better. Yeah, it's just, I guess sometimes it just happens. But glad he got a finish, though. Yes, his best Hopefully finish. Better next year. Yeah, as long as they keep Monaco, which we definitely want. Yeah, we want that, but yeah. I haven't actually heard anything about the contract since because I remember obviously, I think you hear a lot about the... Well, it was that, Monaco week, yeah, it was a lot of build-up and there was a lot of talk about it. Yeah, I think wherever then, the race is, you hear a lot about that part only and then yeah. afterwards it just dies out because it's moving so fast. You're onto it the next race quick. and there's so much on about the next race that you forgot to mention, you forget to mention, okay, what happened to Monaco? I haven't actually checked what's happening with the contract, but I think when it is announced, obviously it will be announced everywhere yeah. that it's extended and but I'm sure they're all extended they'll it is quite they'll random like the announcements and stuff because like you say the season is so quick like it was only a couple of weeks ago where people were talking about contracts and stuff and then Checo's contract extension got announced and that like put all of that talk to bed for a little while so it is quite random when when these things come out coming to contracts obviously it was said about uh, there was last week there's a lot of talk about Daniel Ricciardo's contract yes obviously because Zach Brown had come out and said that yeah, that strong interview. Yeah. yeah, that was really... I, I, I was taken back by that because Darren yeah, Carter is one of my favourite drivers because I, I think... I feel like this year in Formula 1, everything is voiced a lot 
everyone's opinions and everybody's coming out and saying how they feel. And what it's a lot more open. Yeah. yeah. There's no filter. Yeah, I feel like it's a good thing in a way, but I feel like in a way it's not so good because everything is just being said out there, which should maybe like for Daniel Ricardo's, that's, that's a perfect example. I feel like because that conversation should have had, should have been between Daniel and McLaren. And he would have known what to say. However, like, yeah, yeah, it would just be them. Because it was said Do you think it's a little bit to do with Drive to Survive cameras being around all the time and just making the drivers and everyone feel comfortable about being filmed all the time? Maybe. It does. I think that does play into it, but I feel like we're just getting to that place anyway that that everybody would... You'd rather have it that, but not to the extent where a driver's contract's being... Not threatened, but the way it was said, I felt as though it's just being put out there. They probably had a conversation with Daniel in, in private as well. And then it's just being put out there for everybody to say, okay, this might be Daniel Ricciardo's last season. Cause all of a sudden, if he's McLaren's not happy with him, there's mechanisms there. But obviously since yeah. then it has been put to rest in a way that I've heard a lot of interviews from Daniel Ricciardo and McLaren as well. So okay, firstly, obviously um, not the interviews. Firstly, I think not that Zach's the team principal, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, basically, somebody from um, McLaren did come out and say that there were issues with the car yeah. for the past two weeks. They said for the past two weeks. They found something weeks, wrong with Daniel's yeah, car. And it wasn't just like a small issue with the car. I didn't read into it as to what the issues exactly were or how big the issues were. But there were issues enough to actually affect Impact his performance. His performance, yes. Yeah. And then since then, Daniel Ricciardo, even then after Zach, Zach Brown had said that he was obviously the, about the contract and stuff, Daniel Ricciardo had come out and said that he's still under the impression that it's black and white for him, that he's contracted till the end of 2023. And he's and, committed to that. Yeah, and he's committed. And now, obviously, it seems like McLaren have... Backtracked sorry, a little bit? Not that. I feel like McLaren have... They haven't said it... I haven't heard it officially from Zach Brown because I haven't seen him in... Like, I haven't seen him for some time on the interviews or anything since then. Yeah, he hasn't but, made an appearance. Yeah, McLaren has kind of put it out there that, oh yeah, we are committed to Daniel Ricciardo as well, so it's going to go till the end of 2023. And it just today, in the morning, I was listening to an interview from yesterday. Literally, the question was mentioned, it was mentioned to him, what about the mechanisms that were mentioned and stuff? He said that there is not at least like, it's black and white, he's here till 2023. And end of story. He's going to prove it. And I feel like the result from this race was huge it was yeah. really good for him to be honest yeah. I, I'm happy for him I think they are only going to get better yeah hopefully they are just going to get better and better and then I know it was a little bit of team orders keeping him in front of Lando at the end but <laughs> you did say that to me yesterday as well but Daniel Ricciardo said at the start they were letting Lando stay in front as well yeah yeah so it was just returning the favour at the end because Daniel Ricciardo because obviously we had this thing conversation yesterday that how Lando showed him that I could have just taken you there yeah. at the end. That's what I think. I think at the end, Lando... Um, Lando DRS did, but obviously side by he side wasn't... Yeah, almost. coming side by side, I think that was literally just crossing the line like that. But also, like at the start of the race, the team orders were to let Lando stay in front. Daniel yeah, could for have, the strategy, yeah. Because yeah. they were on different tyres. So that was just yeah. like... I don't think that put in that... Just that one position gave it was given to him by the team or Lando, by team orders and stuff. I feel like it was earned in the way that... It's just team, a team strategy now. No, yeah, the both team orders cancelled each other out. But I'm just saying, at the end, I think Lando could have. He said himself, if he was a bit more of a rebel, he would have got eighth. He would have got P8. But he followed team orders. And which is good to do, because you, yeah, you wouldn't course, want... Yeah, of course. We saw Checo do it in much worse conditions. Yeah. But that's just the way it is. 
I think over the years, I don't think it's happened that many times. Obviously, in Barcelona, it happened with Checo that obviously he could have won the race, but then team orders were to give it to Max. Yeah. And then obviously, like years ago, I remember it was between Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton, or something similar to that. But I feel like, yeah, I wouldn't want to see it happen at McLaren when they're about to win something and then one of them like just comes no, out and says, I don't want to. I don't, yeah. I'm not giving my podium up. I'm not giving my win up. But I guess we'll have to wait when it comes to that. Also, coming to that as well, um, as we're on contracts, Pierre Gasly's contract, does it expire this year? Yes. And I uh, I read a recent interview as well. Or I don't know how recent it was, but he did say how he wanted to be back at Red Bull by the end of 2023. Yeah, and that added up. That made sense. If that's not possible, then he's going to have to look to go somewhere else because he can't just be waiting there for as long as... Yeah, that's another one. They did ask him, would you be um, looking to leave the Red Bull family? And he answered it in a much more political way where he said, um, those conversations are happening and like we'll wait and see. I feel like, obviously, I like Pierre Gasly as well. Do you think he might end up at McLaren after Daniel Ricciardo? I was just going to say, where do you think he would end up? But I feel like I he might Ma- end up at McLaren. After next year. So this season and Yeah, because Daniel season. Ricciardo is 2023. But then where will he be next season? Because uh, his contract ends this summer. He might just say this, like extend it for one. I don't know if they do a year. They do yearly extensions as well. Yeah, they can. He would, you know, I think that's the thing. Where would he go? Because then if he's extending no it here, go, yeah. there's no... Like, um, obviously Aston Martin's there They've, they probably have a space open today Vettel might be retiring yeah, yeah but possibly. that's not been announced yet so but then would they take a driver for a one year contract it wouldn't really make sense to them I think they they were looking to take Mick Schumacher because he's I know there's loads of things wait one second with Pierre Gazi first well, let me finish on him I think where do you think he's going to end up I don't know I think he stays at Alpha Tower. okay I think Eventually, by 2023, end of 2023 season. For next season, I'm talking about just next season. Oh, just next season only. Yeah. He might stay. I think, I don't know about that one because everybody else has their contracts there that he yeah. wouldn't be leaving to go. Yeah. I don't want to say a bad team, but because in the middle, all the teams are similar. But I think he would go to McLaren. With by the, the new regulations, yeah, it has brought it a lot closer. Yeah, in 2023, I think he'd go to McLaren. So you're saying Daniel Ricciardo retires? I don't think he retires. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Does he leave Formula One? Because there's a lot of talk about NASCAR or somewhere else. No, that that talk happened. I think after Zach Brown had mentioned about his, the mechanism, so everybody was like, "Where do you think Daniel Ricciardo goes? He can go to NASCAR. He's really yeah. happy there. He can. There's loads of other places." But I think I feel like because all Cause of that's Formula One shut is down. such a small world. Yeah, it's literally only twenty people. Just yeah. twenty people. That's what you want to be. But I feel like. If Danny Ricardo does really well next year, the, the rest of this season and next year as well, really well, I think, ending in the top 10 every single race with good points, yeah. I feel like then he'd get, an, if he wants, he'd get an extension at McLaren. But that's literally just saying, in a perfect world, that would happen. But Pierre Gasly, I think, will end up there eventually in, at McLaren because unless they... Unless he's been told, he gets told by Red Bull, okay, after Checo. But then they'd have to tell Checo that you're not going to get an extension. Yeah, I don't know. I think a while back someone said to me, I can see him ending up in Alpine because of the French connection. So that's that's a possibility because Alonso is getting quite old now. So yeah, it's only a matter of time. I think he, has he confirmed he's going to retire? This season? I don't, I haven't uh, Is either him or Vettel? I get confused. Like one of them. No, I don't. Uh, Nothing, not, nothing's been officially announced yet, but I feel because uh, Vettel was 
uh, basically the the reason I know this is that I've not read into it or seen anybody say or any anywhere is saying that Reto might retire. The only time is I assume that is because Aston Martin are gonna have a space this year if Vettel doesn't get an extension and Vettel's the only one who wouldn't get an extension there because the other driver is Lance Troll. Yeah. And he's not leaving Aston Martin. That's his dad's and his dad owns the place. As long as there's no change in ownership, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So he's not leaving. So Sebastian Vettel, I think if he leaves who just had another great race as well. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. to be honest. Yeah, that P6. was really good. That was really good, even in yeah. this everything about the race. But I feel like there were talks of Mick Schumacher joining Aston Martin. I feel like Mick Schumacher's name gets linked with almost every team. I know he's... Is he a reserve driver for Ferrari this year? He's one of the reserve drivers for I don't Ferrari. know, but even Mercedes Toto, said that we're always yeah. going to keep an eye on Mercedes, uh, Mick Schumacher anyway. Toto said they're anyway. keep an eye on him. So that's two of the big teams already. Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like eventually he will end up in one of the big teams, but I think I feel like it wouldn't just be boom signed to Mercedes or Red Bull or Ferrari or somebody just just like that. No, I think yeah, he'd need I to think it's perform that thing at of, a middle yeah. order team and then a midfield team and then work his way up. Yeah, but I feel like he would eventually end up there. To be honest, in a couple of years, not a couple of probably yeah. three four years to be honest. But yeah, so I feel like he might end up at Aston Martin. Yeah, but that's a long. That's a. That's just long like prediction. talking about yeah. <laughs> literally kicking the ball in the long grass and yeah. just like everything. That's but that's there's a lot of like ifs and maybes in that one. But yeah, we're just but that's just obviously in the. I, I wouldn't say in the nice. perfect world for us, but in just like because that's how that's how we would end up. I, I I don't see it going any other way. In a way that okay, for Ferrari, Ferrari's got two good drivers right now. Red Bull's got their drivers. I was just gonna say it's really nice that the top two. Um, teams have got their drivers sorted at least for the next two years yeah and then Mercedes you think Russell is there for long term Russell is there for long term Hamilton I think can just choose when he wants to leave yeah because be I, I don't think he'll go, he's never going to go to another team he is literally no, when he leaves retire he will retire yeah agreed Which, obviously we don't know when that's going to be but most pro- obviously but again I say most probably when it's going to be but that's going like to be a next big year might, Next when, year might be his last season, to be honest. If they fix their car, yeah. I want him to have one last season where he actually challenges. I want him to become champion one more time. I don't... I, you can never know who's going to win it, right? Yeah, that's I just thing, want yeah. him to be in the yeah. fight, like, properly. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be nice just to see him up there. Because yeah. I think... I feel like... Another thing, because there's this talk as well that basically George is ending up on the like in the top five and doing so well is because he's come up from, like... I wouldn't say a bad car, Williams. but he's come, uh, I, I don't want to say a bad car again. Um, <laughs> he's come back from like the bottom of the pack Yeah. to in a car that for him is an improvement. An upgrade, a massive yeah, upgrade. Yeah, it's literally, it's the biggest upgrade you could ask for or you could get. But for Lewis, for, since, for all the past years, this is, this year is a downgrade is in the, the car. This is the biggest downgrade he's ever So that's why yeah. for him, look, George has so much more confidence in the car and in himself because of the car's performance and just because he knows the car is really just good and just yeah, that's so it. much better than last year that's but so obviously cute. for Lewis it's not so that's why I feel like Lewis is not finishing as good as he could yeah or but obviously he's doing his best he's not like oh he's not he's like okay the car's bad this year so I don't want to end up so good but, yeah, yeah I think in Daniel Ricciardo's interview as well he mentioned that one of the key things that a driver needs to have with his car is being comfortable with it being able to throw it into the turns and stuff and like you say George probably has that a bit more than Lewis yeah. just based on last season, where they're coming from, what they were working with before. But when Daniel Ricciardo says that, it t- it's taken almost as though he's trying to defend himself, but it's not. When you look at other drivers as well, yeah, it is out there that the driver needs to be comfortable in his car. 
Yeah. He need, the driver needs to know that, okay, I can do this and this with the car. If sometime when Daniel Ricciardo does say, okay, it's taking some time to get used to the car. I've seen it online everywhere and just loads of everybody, just not everybody, obviously a lot. Of, it's just said, oh yeah, he's, it's just that he's trying to make up excuses. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it is, you need to be like that with the car. You need to be. It's just too easy to be reactionary online sometimes. I'm saying also, as we just mentioned, Williams as well, Latifi's penalties in Baku. Oh, that was like, I know like we've been watching Formula One for a little while. I've never seen that. I've never seen. Yeah, I've like never. <laughs> yeah, in the past couple of years, though, like it's since like never I've been watching. I've never actually seen somebody come out and. I just... saw the note after like um, I think was it after like lap one or two. A little note came up and said incident with Latifi's. Car no, I saw the note as soon as the race started. Like uh, in the first lap, it came up yeah. and towards the end of it. But then you think, what happened? What there? could have happened? In yeah, and then when it, when it replayed, it's, I think he when you cr- see Latifi as well, you just assume something's something's <laughs> not a crash. Yeah. No, I what well, I assume. I tell you what I assume. I assume that. <laughs> He's pulled off and then he's gone into somebody a little bit. Oh well, yeah, a little bit dangerous. Like, I assume yeah. something like that. I didn't think, okay, somebody's come and rolled, like one of the engineers or somebody's... Has rolled I, him back. Yeah, but I feel like, what else would they do? Would they want him to reverse or something? Or what would they want him to do? I think it's do? because of the time that they've done it. When there's 15 there's fi- seconds left, you can't touch the car. So I think, and when you watch the replay back, the guy is looking at his watch like, have I got time to do this? Can I do it? Yeah. And then he goes and just does it. Yeah, but then that ten second didn't that really cost make him, him ten seconds. That cost him ten seconds. That's it. That was it. It didn't cost him nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because then later on he did get another five second penalty. He got another penalty. For yeah, that was towards the end flags. for uh, yeah. But I didn't see. I didn't. To be honest, the second one, the ignoring the blue flags, I thought he didn't slow down enough apparently or move out of the way for. Oh, is it someone? Yeah. Okay, but they I know. feel like he might have moved out because obviously, I don't know, I'm just trying to defend him a little bit here. But <laughs> it's like, he probably did want to, but then he just thought, okay, they'll just get through. There's enough space or something or something like that. But I, I feel like as a driver, you do assume, sometimes you think, okay, it's going to... But then again, as a driver, you can't assume what's going to be all right because the other driver, you don't know what the other driver's trying to do and thinking yeah. about. But, but that five seconds, I thought, they could have warned him, maybe. Rather what, from his team? That. Anybody, every, anywhere, because obviously the penalties come from their race directors. Yeah. So obviously they could have given the warning to but, warn the team. See, this but... is the new rules again. Remember last year we could have heard the FIA talking to the teams and yeah. stuff. That radio is gone, so we don't know whether they were warned or I feel what like was said to them. I'm not sure. Is that a good thing that the radios are gone? Do you think? I miss it, but like we're never going to get another. It Toto heightens moment. the drama in the race, to be honest. <laughs> that Toto moment. <laughs> that yeah. Toto moment. But the closest we've got to that this year is um, Ferrari's team. Of that comical Monaco pit stop. Oh Charles. yeah, but that's that's yeah. just yeah. But that's their own team. Yeah. That's the, that would I'm sure would see, probably see more of those. That happens all the time. To be honest, yeah. that happens a lot. But I feel like it, in a way it's a good thing. I feel like obviously it's been removed because of what happened last year in Abu Dhabi. Yes. Because I feel like the, I feel like they felt as though it was like the a teams were the pressure. Yeah, yeah, the teams were influencing, and then the influence is that the world is watching and the world is literally listening in on that conversation right now. Exactly, yeah. Make a decision now. Yeah. Whereas, had it been behind, like, nobody could hear it. Had Even a if deci- the same conversation happened, but if it wasn't, like... Had a decision not been made or been late, I felt like it would have been okay. Yeah. But because it been much easier while the world is watching, it's like, oh no, make a decision now. And then, had a decision not been made, it would have been like, well, something, something, something always comes. I think you never, you can never be just too right or too wrong yeah there's always somebody on the other side but yeah I feel like um, I don't miss it to be honest I feel like it's a good thing that it's not there no more because the pressure's off that the decision needs to be made in a hurry 
Yeah, it is undue pressure on the FIA officials. Yeah. So yeah, so, um, the team sense. leaders are good enough to be honest, but. Obviously, with the sky, you can't just always press the red button if you're a sky you customer. <laughs> oh, sky glass! You <laughs> you know, obviously, sky, it again. You, we so say this, but Sky have obviously the commentators know this that there's a joke out of obviously on online as well yeah. because yesterday when he was just about to say it and something came up and then he waited for the overtake to happen and it was like and he yeah didn't do the overtake. that he didn't waited. stop me yeah. from uh, giving the sky key uh, ad out but yeah moving on a bit um, oh sorry Yuki's um, DRS oh, yesterday. Yuki's D- there was the so race. much that happened in that race to all the different yeah. teams, like with all the engines, all the penalties, and then Yuki's yeah. flat. That's another thing that I've never seen before. But when the flat broke, I thought he's got to retire. Surely that's the safest thing to do. I didn't think right? you'd retire. I didn't think that you need to retire. I, when the commentator said said it, that's when I thought, oh, you have to retire because it's broken. Obviously, afterwards you realize that because the speed is so much that it yeah. can just literally, if it's it broken, could, it can just come off. And off. if it hits somebody at the back, yeah, you don't know how hard it's going to hit or what it's going to do to somebody else's car exactly. or even the driver themselves. Yeah, but when he was about to pit. The, the t- did they change the tyres yeah they done the pit and then the um, commentator said so uh, in this situation when you would expect a car to be retired sometimes they just do the tyres for yeah. practice and then all so of a I thought oh yeah they're just practising the tyre change and then like some guy runs out with tape yeah it was th- like, three of them tape. at the back but I was thinking to be honest I thought they could have done a better job with the tape because he was ripping it off I thought he'd just gone I around I thought he was going round and round I thought he should well. have just gone around but but it was a little strange as he moved off you could also hear the commentators say that somebody from the FIA is literally just coming down the stairs. Yeah, they just missed him. And they've just missed him. So most probably, they would have probably stopped him or said something like, what are you doing? And then maybe the they would have had to actually say to him, okay, no, it's a retirement. You have to retire. But Yeah, but they got out quick. He got to finish the race, though. That was good for him, to be Even honest. Even Yuki didn't know what was going on because at the end of the pit stop, he was like, what's going on, guys? Why am I here so long? Yeah. And they were just like, taping off you go. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. Good I don't think him. he finished in the points, did he? I don't think he did. I think he finished think 11 or... 12th there's only 16 of yeah there was a lot of dnf so yeah it yeah i think he finished order a fair bit yeah not in the top 10 though so he didn't get points but at least he finished the race yeah that was good enough to be honest unlike you which was a seriously annoying dnf because he was having such a good race yeah that was actually that's the thing again that was a ferrari powered engine yeah and that's what i was thinking it's, and not, it's earlier. not his first dnf either yeah it's so. not and then it's again do you know i think i feel like a dnf if you're at the end of the pack and it's like you weren't going to get into points anyway. It's easier like, for people to just look over yeah, and ignore it. But then, because for him, it was like, it's, it's happened both times. In F1, he's in an Alfa Romeo, which is a good car. Bottas is showing it's a really good car. Yeah. He's doing, he's performing really well. And then the reliability is just letting him down. It's really frustrating. I feel like also because it's the first year of the new cars, it's probably, there. we're going to see so much more a issues A lot more come random up, issues, yeah. Which everybody's probably expecting in the teams yeah which we're going to see a lot more off but it's just going to be to be honest i think next season would be a lot better the better in a way that there's not so many issues coming up but then i guess every i would have you thought, can't predict that for i the would next have thought season. it would be like that for the start of the season i thought by now a lot more teams would have been more comfortable with how the cars are run but to still see dnfs is a little bit surprising but i feel like saying that they'd they be comfortable with the cars it's that the car the whole car has changed so all the dr- other drivers that have been driving those all those cars for all that time or not all of a sudden but obviously it's a new car so practice like fittings everything is different in the actual race yeah so, but that is that is the team's priority isn't it yeah so that is their main job so just to wait and see on that but i think that's everything for the race mostly about the race but i feel like drive today 
driver of the day yesterday was Lewis Hamilton. Yes. Yeah, I, I think like- it was well deserved. Like, especially with all the trouble he was having with that car on that day, to still get all the way up to P four. Four, he was yes. Yeah. Is that his best finish this season? Because Barcelona he was going to be fourth, yet. and then Carlos Sainz just took him at the end because of the reliability issue. I think he got a message from Mercedes saying that there was a risk Don't he wouldn't finish. Yeah, so he couldn't defend his position. Okay, so this is best finish this season yet. Yes, his highest finish. Oh wow! But as Lewis, how all of a sudden I feel like it is a lot tougher on a driver in a way. Not obviously it is tough on all drivers, but. You know, for Lewis Hamilton, from going from like having the best, the best car, ever, yeah, the best car, obviously being the best driver, and winning. So I feel many, like he's the best driver ever. Winning so many races, so many, yeah. um, he Just broke be, so many records last year. I think he yeah. had the most wins. He took Schumacher's record. He did. He had, uh, I think, hundred three podiums yeah, and hundred three wins or yeah. poles or something. No, something wins, along those lines. Wins, yeah. He had the race wins and then podiums and poles as well. Yeah. So he got, I think. I'm not sure about podiums, but I think he got the most poles and the most wins. And then the way last season finished as well. Yeah. And there was all that talk about whether he's going to make it back to F1 or not, whether he's just going to yeah. leave it there. And we had like radio silence for like the summer. And then he announced his return and we thought it was going to be like back to Lewis we know. But it is, I think but, we do have the Lewis we know. It's just the car. Just not the car. Yeah. Know. I feel like if the car gets better, right? I, to be honest, I keep... I keep thinking if the car gets better the next race, next race, but then... But the races are going quick. Yeah, for We're the car to get better the next race... Eight <laughs> races in. And for Lewis to be up there in the championship fight, everybody else would have to go down, like, their cars would have to, like, something magically happens, and then their cars just, like, performance just goes at yeah, the window. because he's given basically a head start to everyone, everyone else. Yeah. yeah, even his teammate. Yeah, because literally, George, George, I feel like... Because well, if, if Mercedes' car does fix up, then who's to say George isn't going to take more? Yeah, I think George George will probably yeah. just get there. George might just be world champion if Mercedes fix up right now. He so just yeah, might be, you never know. But yeah, we'll come but, back to that. I feel like we should do, as a first podcast, we should do predictions as to who you think and who I think would be world champion at the end of the season and who'd get the constructors. But we'll come bit, back to that. It's a bit late to do that now. Like It's going to feel like we're, I'm just going with what the table says at the moment but no but you wouldn't I but always you could, it would be Max yeah because that's your favourite driver that's that's my, like, yeah that's my team yeah I feel like I was going to come back to that part but then I feel like looking at the championship the scores now obviously Max is number one right now with 150 points Checo's at 129 and then Charles Leclerc's at 116 and obviously Russell's at 99 points I feel like it's going to be between the top four it's going to be one of these four if Mercedes fix their issues George is definitely going to be above Checo for me, to be honest. George is in the running, for yeah. sure. But I, I would love it to be Charles Leclerc, but I feel like... I would like Charles Leclerc to win. I would like Charles Leclerc. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I want it to be him, to be honest. But I feel like this season is it's looking... The car is just not looking up to it, unfortunately. But then again, I think I feel like it's the car issues for everybody, if Mercedes and Ferrari as well, because then otherwise it's just going to be a Red Bull champion. I feel like constructors, Red Bull will win the Constructors' Championship. Just because Checo is so consistent as a second driver, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Saying that as a second driver, I feel Red yeah, Bull have said a... that. There's no one or two. There's whoever's winning the race is winning. He's the number one right now. But Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. I feel like one more... What was oh. it yesterday? No fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that. They, they said it's strategy and stuff. But... It was strategy. I don't think that's team orders, but... 
it's convenient. We'll just we'll it's convenient. But they have, like I was saying, they have said that there's no one or two. Like Max, it's not that because the assumption would be Max is number one and Checo's number two. So Checo's the teammate that's just always supporting him to go, go ahead and okay, whatever needs to be done, let's do this. But because Christian Horner has come out and said that there is no one and two. Yeah, I think it's a bit too early to be doing team orders at this stage of the season, especially with the gap that um, Ferrari's engine troubles have given Red Bull. It's made it a bit more comfortable for them. So they're allowed to say these things like, oh, there's no second driver. They say I that, think but then with tighter, Barcelona, wasn't this This wasn't at Barcelona, though. There was think, a one and yeah, two. Yeah, so I think before Barcelona, there definitely was a one and two, like you could tell. At Barcelona, there was yeah. as well. And then the reaction from everyone in F1, all the fans, I think has changed Christian Horner's tone. So publicly he won't say it for sure is that but what you feel? i think yeah i think in the background this he's still the second driver i think they I think can't that's, say the now. that's what everybody would assume but it, you can't it can't be said out in a way that it comes across like that no it can't be like lewis hamilton and valtteri bottas of last year it can't be like that because checo is doing so well and you yeah. don't want to say something like that to put him off his game when yeah. he's getting so many he's outperformed max twice now on street circuits and we've got another street circuit coming up next week so this will be the worst time to say something like that yeah, but i think like give it a few more races if that gap opens up between max and checo then he won't need to say it there will be a clear one and two driver i feel like if checo wins the next one the next uh, in uh, canada right now he's going to be in the lead of the championship in points he's going to be leading the championship uh, if depends. That depends. Oh, where sorry, you put that, Max. Uh, yeah, sorry. I oh yes, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking, how's that? How's that gonna happen? But yes, it does come that. But I feel like okay. Again, I feel like by France we should have like th- everyone. There would be like obviously, especially at Red Bull, because Red Bull is the only one who's got drivers so close to each other in points. Yeah, and who might just become champion. But by France or Budapest, I think it'd be there that okay. Everyone's just got to look at if it's Max, it's Max. Now we've got, yeah, that's when you'll know yeah. the teams will be able to focus on one driver for points. Yeah. I think. But I feel like for Ferrari, obviously, Charles Leclerc is right now because he's head of uh, signs by, I think, that signs at 83 right now. So about 30 points. It is 30, yeah, 33 points. 30, yeah. So Charles Leclerc, I feel like, okay, for me, my prediction is. Charles Claire, I would like Charles Claire to become world no, champion no, no. this what year. No, no, no. What would you like? What's your prediction? Not oh, what right, you yeah. want. I want. Then again, the prediction would say I want. No, your prediction is what you think is going to happen. What you want to happen can be something else. So, what uh, do you like, think is going to happen? Yeah, I think Charles Claire is going to become world champion this year. Okay, cool. That's and constructors. Me. And constructors, I think is going to construction. <laughs> constructors <laughs> is, I think, is going to go to Red Bull. To be honest. Okay. Constructors, yeah. Red Bull can have, and I'll take Charles Claire as world champion. Yeah, I think Red Bull constructors, but Max is going to win it again yeah so we'll have to come back to this one at the end of the season to be honest we'll keep up weekly predictions going as well yeah um we'll work out a point system for that because i think you got george on in the correct position and i got max in the correct position with and i had checo on the podium who did get there but i had him third not second okay i was thinking of putting checo up there but then because because he'd done so well in baku that for the past few years he's always been on the podium and he's really, really good at street circuits. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was, but then I thought, especially this year for for this race because it was our first prediction as well. I wanted to go with something what what I want it to be rather than what it could be because, rather but, than what you gen yeah yeah what you thought. think is going to be. But then again, when I say what I want it to be or what it could be, 
There's not much. Ferrari can't. Yeah, Ferrari was gonna. End, Ferrari could have ended up on the podium. Charles was. Yeah, gonna Charles win. was gonna end second. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it, or I guess first. Yeah, sorry, it just keep happened, saying I second. Guess. Keep saying second because you wanted Max to win. <laughs> yeah, but he could have easily won it. It would have been a really interesting race. Yeah, but hopefully we'll we'll get to see actual battle next week in Canada. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think obviously Ferrari is going to be on the podium. It's going to be Ferrari Red Bull and. If Mercedes get there, Mercedes podium as well. But I'd like to see Daniel Ricciardo end up again in the points. But I feel like in the top five maybe. But then when I say in the top five as well, Pierre Gasly's doing really well right now. Yeah, he he's is doing very really consistent. good. Yeah, so anything happen that can happen, I guess. Also, another thing that I wanted to ask you about was the driver salary cap this year. Oh yes, is it this year only, or is it going ahead? That's it. I think it's only been mentioned this year because like Vettel said, this year Formula One is making so much more money, like it's actually making profit and all of a sudden salary caps are coming into conversations. I think this year they had the caps on the budgets as well. That's I know new, the caps on the bu- budgets are totally to stay. Yeah, that's totally separate to driver salaries. For now, they're to stay, yes. Yeah, that's just for the cars, what they're trying to bring the pack closer together. So it's not okay, just Okay, because I was trying to work that out as well because when I was trying to read up on it, I felt as though the way it's written, it was written out on the article I was reading. It wasn't making it clear that the budgets are separate and the salaries are separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like uh, every time I read it, I was just thinking, "Is the salary in that?" Because then Mercedes is just like, got "Yeah, then that's not left. fair." Like, no, the budget's just for the cars, like the upgrades, etc. That's why. But then I... it's for the salaries of the team as well. Yes. So the budget is for the cars and the salaries of the team. That's why Toto came out a little while ago saying that he wants an increase in the budget cap so he can pay his team um, better to increase it with minimum wage, whatever, inflation. But yeah, because uh, he'd also come cheeky. out and said that. I was he... going to ask you about that. That was a bit cheeky. Because like, I think McLaren came out and said, no, we've got budget caps for a reason. We've budgeted for everything. So like, if you can't do it, take some budget out of the car, give it to the people. Simple as that. That's your decision to deal with but yeah, I, I feel like Toto's trying everything here to either get a bit more money for the budget caps to like change the ride height for all drivers so he doesn't but then he out. wants the uh, the budget uh, the salary cap for the drivers to go down as well yeah so that's a separate thing I don't what do you think about that do you agree with that I don't I feel like I don't think drivers should have a salary cap to be honest yeah I don't either like I don't think they should because they're the main they're literally that's what everybody's watching even though obviously the whole team everybody's there involved yeah it is a team sport but I but feel like it's like it's only 20 of them there yeah, and they're being How much asked money can to do really take? all of the uh, media and all of the all of the promotion for F one. Yeah. So you can't expect them to do all of that in their tight schedules, and then give them a cap as well. Yeah, because even especially they, when this is the first year Formula One is making so much profit with the new owners, the new yeah, because the sports has the sport has grown just like drive crazy. To survive, with all of that new eyes on the sport, there's a lot more income. You can't just cap. I feel drivers. Like, because that money let's think about it that money if it doesn't go to the drivers it's just going to go to the owners of F1 and you'd rather it go to the you'd drivers you'd rather the drivers who've earned it yeah yeah because yeah, the drivers are the face for us I, I feel like for us as fans the drivers are the face of Formula 1 for now yes not just for now not just for the teams obviously the teams are the face but then the face of the team is the driver have you actually checked how much the salary cap is no I haven't seen it actually okay I checked it, but the closest number I could find, I, I, this is not, this might not be the official number, but I think it's at 40 million. Okay, that's not like small. Yeah, it's not so small. I but thought it was going to be like a lot lower than that for a salary cap talks to be coming in. 
I think for all the other drivers, it is still like it, it might be fine because Lewis is the closest to it. For him, it'd be an issue, but I think everybody else is not so close to it. So for them, it'd still be like it's nearly doubling their salaries or tripling if they were to get to that point. But okay, yeah, I still so feel it like there be should be no impact on them. For all the rest, there wouldn't yeah. be. But for now, the only one it probably does affect is Lewis Hamilton. But saying that, you wouldn't want there to be a salary cap because say if you're agreeing to it now, later on you get to a big team and then there you go, you're capped there. Yeah, especially when you think about it, like we don't have a salary cap in football and there's hundreds of players in the Premier League, whereas in Formula One, there's only 20 drivers. And it's just Antonio. Then also, we compare it to football here. Obviously, yeah. when I say here, I mean in, in Eng- English uh, football, right? Yeah. But what everybody's comparing this to, the salary cap, is to sports in America, where they do have salary caps. In, oh, yeah, like it makes sense. Most sports, are, some of the sports. are American now. So yeah, so that, they have yeah. uh, salary caps there, so people compare it to that. Yeah, that's Whereas, always the way. When you get American owners, it happens in English football actually as well. When American owners come in, they want to implement the American style of sports, of their policies and what, what they're used to. Because they know like it works so well in America. Like sport is huge in America. There's so many different sports and they've got so many fans. So they want to bring some of that here when they know it works properly. But we like the, we like our sports the way we like them. Yeah, we like it like this. And I don't think they should be capped. The uh, driver's salaries should be capped because... I feel like it should. It, it's never going to be unlimited that oh, just go out and give them whatever they're asking for. It's no, always going to be negotiated. No, as long as it's within reason. Yeah. like the sport is making enough money to afford that, then it's fine. Yeah, and I don't think there should be a cap on this. So that's that for me. Yeah, I feel the same. So this is it. Yeah, that was it. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and we're going to put our predictions up for Canada on Thursday. Yeah, I guess, yeah it's Instagram. better to put it up before practice. So yeah, we'll put it up on, on Thursday on Instagram. So yeah, go check yeah. out our Instagram and, and yeah. see what we predicted and see who's right. Follow us at Grid Bros. Thank you so much.